Hello and welcome to the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series. I'm Angel Quintana, the CEO and founder of HolisticFashionista.com, and I will be your host. What you're about to experience is a powerful interview series presented by some of my most prized and honorable Signature System clients. Over the past several years, I have been coaching holistic leaders in brand development, internet marketing, and kismet clientele attraction, so they may go on to help others heal, find their purpose, and thrive in business. My clients come to me with remarkable talent and determination to serve those whom desire a more purposeful existence on this planet. However, the magnitude of their gifts left them struggling to organize their genius into a brand that would capture the hearts of their audience. It is my great honor to introduce our guest, Simber Lily Quinn. Today, Simber will be sharing with us how to stop that nagging voice that is demanding you get back to making music, your own music. But before we begin discussing this eye-opening topic, I'd like to take a moment to introduce my fabulous guest, Simber. Simber Lily Quinn is a harpist, composer, and teacher. She is also the founder and director of Blooming Musicas. Her purpose is to help you return to your music. She loved music as a kid and played in a band and sang in the choir. Her friends and her life were all musical. Then life happened and she left music for 25 years. Then she got sick. Coming back to music is what returned her to health. Returning to music has been wonderful, rewarding, arduous, challenging, and best of all, musical for Simber Lily. She has studied with many top private teachers and now teaches piano, flute, ukulele, voice, harp, drums, and music appreciation at a children's fine arts school. But her first love is helping adults come back to music. She enjoys helping them overcome their fears, find their voice, connect with their instrument, and find inner peace and joy making music. Welcome, Simber. I'm so excited to have you on the guest on the show. This is going to be so amazing to hear all about your journey of really how you got to where you are today. So before we get started, can you just remind me how did we find each other? Oh uh, well, we found each other on Facebook. I I don't even really remember where how I got to find you. It might have been an ad. It might have been a posting that you had. But I just loved your attitude and your straightforward, you know, no nonsense and, uh, you know, kick ass, you're, you know, you're <laughs> very clear with people about what was okay and what wasn't okay on your Facebook page. I just really, really appreciated how you're looking out for your peeps. It's unusual to have that kind of strength and I w- I'm very attracted to that. I'm a strong person too and as you have law of attraction, like attracts like, you've attracted also a lot of super powerful women and men, and it's just a delight to be in that energy and going forward with those folks. And it's so cool because as we continue to serve the people that we're meant to serve, you and me and then you and your clients, it's like a long-lost friend, you know? Like every time we get to work and get to know our clients, it's like you just realize how amazingly connected we are and how similar we are, which is why this topic that we're going to be talking about today about music, it just so resonates with me. Everybody's got that piece of music living in their soul, so I'm just so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. 
Yes, thank you so much for being on the planet and doing the work that you do. I I couldn't have made the breakthroughs that I've made made without your help. So thank you. Thanks, love. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so okay, let's break it down. You teach musicians that their lives are created by core beliefs. So tell me a little bit about the core beliefs, how they're formed, and what they do for us. Sure, sure. It's, and it's not just musicians, it's, it's everybody. And you're right, everybody has music music in them. It just happens that I, that I tend to work with, with musicians. But I came across this idea from Joy Gardner. She's a sound healer in Hawaii, where I lived for nine years. And there's this idea that we're all made up of many parts. And you can experience this just, you know, in your everyday life, that part of you wants to go to a movie, but part of you wants to stay home. We have all these parts in us, and they all have something to say to us, and they all create beliefs. And some of those beliefs are really important, like don't cross the street while there's traffic coming. Some of the beliefs happen in childhood, and they're, and they're put in there for safety. And for musicians, these core beliefs sometimes get in our way. And they can be things like, if you practice too loud, you're going to make somebody mad. Somebody in the house got mad. Like in my childhood, my mom hated to listen to me practice. She hated my mistakes. So, you know, I actually ended up with a core belief that practicing was something I had to do very quickly in order, and it had to be perfect. And that core belief protected me when I was a child, but of course, as an adult, it's getting in my way, so... But I love helping people transform those core beliefs into something that's useful for them now. So I'm sure that the majority of people listening to this call can relate to that. I mean, it's kind of like those subconscious beliefs that we don't even know are sitting there. They're making it so that we don't pursue what our heart really desires because we either think, A, we can't make money at it, or we need to, you know, somebody told us in our childhood to, you know, be quiet or do this instead or, you know, all those things that you're talking about. So I think we just need to dive deep. Like how does one really take those core beliefs, the ones that are negative, transform them so that they work for us in our lives? Yeah. So what I do in my work is I take my clients and it's a guided meditation. It's very gentle. I really, musicians are so sensitive that everything I've crafted is a very gentle process. And we go and we talk to the part that created that belief, literally. We go and we say, hi, part, how are you? And it's so <laughs> surprising. If you're, if you're open to it, the part will say, we'll talk, start talking back. And then we do something that I think is really different from a lot of processes. I take a more, much more positive route in this where I say, thank you, part, for being there. Thank you for protecting, if you're my client, thank you for protecting Angel in a very difficult time. Thank you for creating that belief. And the part immediately starts to cooperate because it's being recognized for the wonderful thing that it is. It, they, our parts are our friends, but sometimes they get stuck in the past. And so it's not, we're not going to go in there and say, you must come out. Or like, there's you know, whole schools of belief like rip the ego out. I'm not into that. I'm into like, hey, this this part of you has served you really well, but it's kind of stuck in your childhood. So we go and we talk to it and we say, hey, look at Angel. Look how old she is now. Look how much she's accomplished. You don't have to protect her in that way anymore. Would you like a new job? And the part says, yes, yes, I would like a new job. 
And sometimes the new job is obvious, and sometimes it takes a little while for that to unfold. But what I have observed over the years of doing this work and also have seen it in my teacher's work is that this is deeply, truly transformational at a subconscious, at a soul level, and that it's like dropping a pebble in the pond, that over the next weeks and months, this wave of change begin to burble out and really deeply affect in a positive way what's happening in your life. And for musicians, because that's where I live, they are able to just hear their music more clearly in their what's coming up inside of them. They can hear it more clearly. And if you can hear it in your head, you can play it with your hands, you can sing it with your voice. So I'm trying to get people to be able to hear those inner voices and to honor them and work with them and not be afraid of them and not have to struggle with them. So just really make friends with them. Yeah, make friends with with those inner voices. You know, it's so funny that I just think about my own thoughts or my husband or, you know, people that are in my direct surroundings, and it's like, you know, people want to be helpful. They want to be useful. And so what I'm hearing you say is that these core beliefs or the subconscious or the ego or whatever we're referring to here, it just really wants to be useful. So whether we've got fears that, oh, don't do that because this could happen, it's like, it, there's a, an intention that has something that has an underlying positive tone, but then it's also the thing that's holding us back. Is that what you're saying? That's right. And what I think part of the gentleness of the process is that we understand that at the time that that core belief was made, it made sense. Your life was different. Your situation was different. You probably were a child. You weren't in control of your life. Your parents were in control of your life or some adults were in control of your life. And you make core beliefs based on those times. Well, then you grow up and you're, in, you're living your own life. You're not under the control of anybody anymore. But you still have those old tapes running in your head. You know you're not supposed to be thinking those thoughts, but you can't get it to stop. And this process takes you in very gently to talk to that part that says, no, I'm, I'm on duty and I'm going to be on duty forever. Because that's what I said I was going to do. We go and we talk to them and we say, we don't need to be on duty anymore. Thanks. You did a great job. You're, re- you're relieved. And that process of relieving those old beliefs really opens up the doors then for new beliefs to come in that are serving you now. Yes, I can have all the abundance I want. Yes, I can be live in a healthy body. Yes, I can be successful and I can live in a sustainable world. And you can even take that further and say, yes, I can live on a sustainable planet and I can be part of the transformation that's happening worldwide. Mm. I love that. So for the musicians and the lapsed musicians and the people that do have that nagging voice that they want to do music, what happens to them if these core beliefs are stuck in the past? Yeah, when things are stuck in the past, it shows up as, you know, many different ways, but some very common ways that core beliefs show up is just about the time success is about to happen to you, you get sick with that same cold you always get. That is a core belief that says illness will protect you from danger if you don't go out there. You can go in and you can talk to the part that does that and say, you don't need to do that anymore. Another way that it comes up, actually, for me, I still get stage fright before I go on certain situations. 
And so I have over the years gone in and talked to that part and said, thank you for protecting me. I really appreciate it when I was younger. I needed it when I was younger, but now it's getting in my way because my stage fright is affecting my ability to play. And so gradually I've been able to release that and transform that into from being afraid to being in service. So instead of showing up in fear, I'm showing up in giving. And in doing that, then my music comes from a different place. And that's what I try to help people get to. Through, through guided meditation, coaching, other, and your music? What I have is my signature system is a six-part program where we, the first couple of sessions, we just get to know each other a little bit. I want to hear your story, I want, and I'm listening for particular patterns of stuck things. Then in the second session, I take you into this deep guided meditation, and it takes a couple hours. Then the third and fourth parts of the program, we start looking at the core beliefs that we want to create that are going to replace the ones that we have just released. So in this, I'm going to teach musicians about law of attraction. I'm constantly surprised at how many musicians don't know about law of attraction. But I love teaching law of attraction. And I also teach the journalist questions. They call this interviewing your muse. Because you may not know this about me, Angel, but in, earlier in my life, I was an award-winning journalist. And I went to journalism school. And so in journalism school, we learn the journalist questions. And it's, they're not like super secret questions. It's who, what, where, when, why, and how. And I go with, in with you and we talk with your muse and we ask these questions. Who are you? How do we get in touch with you? And through these questions, then more of your true core essence is able to emerge. And it's all recorded. I write it down for you. You know, however, you, we want to capture that information so that you have it for later. Then we go back and we do another core belief session because in the process of creating all this new stuff, some old stuff is going to come up that's unearthed that we couldn't see before. So this is a shorter session, but in the same process of going in and talking to the parts. And then the last session is, for me, the most exciting session. It's the how session. It's where we create the action plan that is going to magnetize and attract the kind of musical life that my clients want to have, whether they are singing just for themselves or for their church or for their religious purposes or whether they, real, they want to be singing something you know, classical or rock. You know, it doesn't really matter. What matters to me is that they know what, who they are and they feel confident about going and pursuing and expressing that. And then afterwards, then they're part of the community and my long-term goal angel, I'm so excited about this, <laughs> is <laughs> after a period of time when there are enough of the people who have gone through the program, then I'm going to start offering retreats. One's going to be in Hawaii at Kalani Honua. The other one's going to be probably somewhere in New Mexico. I haven't picked a spot yet. But I want everybody to come together and make music together. People who have been through this process, who understand, who speak this language now, who are attracting their musical tribe, coming together to make music together for the joy of making music. And we'll probably record it and perform it in those places as well. So it's a big dream, but I just can't wait to meet them all when they get here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I just want to back up. and Okay, so there's people out there right now that are like dreaming of their guitar, you know, they're dreaming of playing the piano again. Maybe the last time they took a lesson was when they were 16 years old. So what's going on with them? 
I mean, I know from working with you that, you know, we've got so many things in our culture, especially if you live in America. It's just like we've been taught that it's so hard to make money at music, and most of us, you know, steer in a different direction, whether that's, you know, whether they end up doing, like, sound design or composing or even just, you know, leaving music altogether to go find a career that makes money. I know from some of your story, and maybe you can share some more about your back history with your work stuff, because I know you were in advertising and all those things before you got sick, but what is it that's really keeping them from pursuing it? I mean, it's a nagging voice, but like, we've got the core beliefs, but is it more than that, or is it really like we can just wipe out those negative core beliefs, replace them, and then we're good to go? Well, I would love it if it was that simple, and I, and I do try to keep it that simple, but let me answer your first question, which is what is really keeping people back? So I hold monthly free webinars to introduce people to some of these topics. If you can check my website, you'll see the current one that's being promoted. But what's interesting to me is that people who sign up for my webinars are, are coming from different, really different areas of music. So I get one sign-up that says, I never went to music school and I'm terrified of going forward because I don't have the musical training to do it. I've only played by ear. Don't feel confident because I don't have this knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then literally the next email I get is somebody who says, I have a master's degree from Juilliard. I have all this education and I don't feel confident going out with my music because I'm afraid that people are going to find out that I don't know about this composer or that time period or something like that. And I'm like, wow. I, I mean, literally, one, af- one after another, somebody who's afraid because they don't have the education and somebody who's afraid mm-hmm. that they do have the education. And I'm like, okay, it's not about the education. It's about mm-hmm. the fear. It's about the core belief that you're not good enough. That's mm-hmm. really what it is, is at the bottom of all of it is that you're not good enough. And my job in this world is to go around to as many people as I can and say, yes, you are. Yes, you are. I can see it. I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in your music. And you're just a little frozen. You're just a little stuck. But I can help you with that. And then you can really express who you are. That's really what all these people want is to really freely express who they are. And some people, they don't have to do it as a job. They just have to do it. And, the, and so I you know, love helping those people too. So with the guided meditations and working with you, tell me a little bit more about the law of attraction because obviously we know that we connected because of this, and here you are, this angel for these musicians that really want to you know, have this burning desire, but this, this that fear of just not feeling good enough is kind of holding them back. So maybe elaborate for those that um, are not as familiar with the law of attraction and how that might work for that firing musician. Yeah, yeah, happy to. So law of attraction says like attracts like, and nobody likes to talk about this part, but there's also built into that the law of repelling, which means that if someone's not like you, they're going to go away. That's a good thing. It's the law of attraction and law of repelling. And in music, it's so easy to, to hear this, that when you hear music that you love, it resonates with you. It's literally vibrating something in you that is agreeing and meeting and vibrating at the, at the same way. I'm talking physics here. I'm not talking woo-woo. I'm just like you pluck a string on a harp, 
it vibrates the, the tissue and the fluids in your body at a physical level. And what I'm trying to do is get musicians to express who they are so clearly and so authentically that they become a lighthouse. They beam out who they are, and then other people will resonate with this and will come to them. Now, this whole thing is, as I say, it's a law of physics called the law of entrainment. And I really want musicians to understand this particular concept, the law of entrainment. It started in 1650, long time ago, like hundreds of years ago. <laughs> there was this astronomer named Christian Huygens. He was also a cuckoo clock maker in Germany or Switzerland or something. And one day he noticed all of the pendulums on the cuckoo clocks were all swinging together. He was like, whoa, that's weird. So then over a period of months, he did a bunch of experiments where he would screw up all the pendulums, leave his cuckoo clock shop at night, and come back in the morning, and all the cuckoo clocks would be swinging together again. This is called the law of entrainment. And after a while, he figured out that they were all the smaller clocks were entraining to the large, you know, grandfather clock in the corner, the one with the biggest pendulum, the one that was producing the loudest, purest sound. All the other clocks entrained to that. This is the law of physics. So I wow. want to help people become the grandfather clock in their world where they send out, emit this signal through their music that is pure and then the people who are desperately looking for them can then find them. There are people right now looking for you, Mr. and Mrs. Musician out there. They can't find you, they can't find you because you're not projecting who you truly are. And it's not a bad thing. It's just where you are right now. But you can get there. You can be this beacon to attract other people. Okay. So there's some really cool YouTubes of this. I'll put one up on my blog in the next day or so, where it's 36 pendulums all swinging different ways. You can see a modern version of this in four minutes. In four minutes, these pendulums are all swinging together, all of them. It's incredible to see it. They're all going different directions at the beginning, and in four minutes, they're all swinging together. That's how powerful this is. That's how powerful music is. We have the power, we musicians, and any, and that's all of us, by the way, anyone who has a voice, to project out and change the world in a positive and wonderful way. Wow. I did not know anything about that. Did that happen in the late 1600s, the pendulum thing? What was the guy's name again? His name was Christian Huygens. It's H-U-Y-G-E-N-S. He was an astronomer. He might have been the first one to see Jupiter. I'm not sure. He was one of the very early ones to use a telescope. And, and he was a tinkerer. He, worked in a, he had a lot of things going on. And one of them was this understanding of the law and entrainment. So when you say, you know, be yourself, it'll you'll like attract like, obviously, It'll also repel the people that, you know, this is something I very much believe, especially with your marketing yourself, but it's kind of the same thing where are you saying, like, just be yourself? Is that you mean, like, sharing your music? What would somebody need to do to really show who they are so that they could start attracting more opportunities or the right kind of situations to enhance their, I don't know if it's a musical career or just in general improve upon their music? Yeah, that's a really good question. To be yourself means, I mean, it's sort of a lifelong pursuit, right? It's not, you know, you, it's not something on a to-do list that you check off. 
is something that you're constantly, it's an unfolding. It's more like a rose. It's like, you know, it just keeps blooming and opening. But for people who are looking for this, what I recommend you do is go back into your childhood and look for the part of yourself that you sliced off, that you had to leave behind, that got injured, that got tucked away, and just very gently start to look at that. So for me, my career, as you know, Angel, I left music for 25 years, mainly because I just couldn't handle the, the perfectionistic toughness of my family. And I really thought I could do without music. I really thought I could. And then I got sick. And I didn't know that music was going to heal me. I just I was, went through this process with various healers who eventually said, you have to go back into your childhood and find the part of you. That's what's making you sick, is that you have cut off part of yourself that you essentially need. And so what you're looking for, you know, either as a musician or just, you know, a holistic fashionista in general, is the part of yourself that you have to express. So for you, it's design. You ooze design all the time. It's so beautiful. All of this just pouring out of you. But it might not be music. I mean, you might strum an ukulele at a party once in a while. Mm-hmm. But for you, you like totally get juiced by this expression of design. And so for other people in a holistic fashionista, look for the thing that you would do anyway. That's kind of the core essence of who you are. And it may not be the only thing that makes you money. This is the thing that I've learned is that multiple streams of income make it possible to pursue some of the more more esoteric stuff while we wait for the the world to catch up and pay us for it. So looking for that core piece of yourself and then being real, this is where it's really important to look at your core beliefs around that important piece of yourself because many musicians have been trained to believe that they're never going to get paid. And that has meant that a lot of people out there participate in that dance. But if you can change that core belief, then opportunities are going to start to come to you that are not traditional music opportunities, but will bring you in contact with the people who really, truly want to hear your music and really, truly want to see you succeed and will pay you to, to, to do so. They're not going to be in the traditional music industry. It's eating itself right now. I know. Uh, I mean, to make minimum wage, you have to have 8 million plays on Spotify. Give me a break. That's not where music is going. That is not where I, that's not where I think music is going. That's not where I'm taking people. I'm taking people into abundance and taking people into joy. And what it looks like for each person is unique. And that's the beauty of what I, of the work that I do is that I'm, helping you become the unique musical person that you're intended to be. Wow. Which is, oh, my God. This is like a movement. You know that, right? Like, we already, we know the toxicity of the music industry, and it's just, it's so many things backwards and destructive and just, you know, going on there that, I mean, granted, we are all here to serve a very specific client. You know, it's not that you need to serve every single musician out there, but I want to know about fading this, musical attraction plan, like you serving a specific type of audience to help them, whether it's just to play music or to make money with music, to get more training in music so they do feel more confident or relinquishing these core beliefs. So how does that work? How can you help those who are actually looking for that attraction plan? 
Yeah, so that's the last step of my program is that where we actually go in and we, and we look at the attraction plan. And what we do in the attraction plan is always start with the inside. Always start with who you are. What do you like? What are you attracted to? We start with those questions. Why do you get up in the morning? Who are you serving? What do you love? And from those core, this is why we do the core belief stuff early, because when we get to this point, now your heart is you're clear and you're knowing much more who you are. Then you get to the next step of this is you get to say, what kind of people do you want to attract and what are they going to expect from you? Well, they're... All of my clients expect me to be expensive, for one thing, (laughs) what I do, and they're okay with it, and they're okay with it. This is all written into my attraction plan, and my attraction plan also says that I work with holistic people who are on a spiritual path, who also respect the fact that, you know, I'm at work all the time. I do have business hours, more or less. And that I'm a performer, and so I'm not always available because I'm I'm performing as well. I'm also walking my own talk. So I guess I have helped you help the client write this out because the process of writing, especially for tactile people, which a lot of musicians are, the process of taking the idea and having it physically come out your hand makes it more real. And I really encourage people to write it by hand. Some people are, you know, find it easier to do when they're typing. But the idea is that it's physically coming out of you and being recorded somewhere. And then very quickly, I'm going to be offering mastermind groups where groups of like-minded musicians can come together and support each other in their businesses. And those will be monthly meetings where we then take everybody's plan and look at the, look at everybody's plan every month and make adjustments, course corrections, so that they can keep blooming and keep going forward. I love it. One of the things that, I mean, granted, I'm not pursuing a musical career by any means, but I definitely visit your, actually, my assistant and I visit your YouTube channel fairly regularly to listen to your heart music. We actually have a five minutes during the work day. We do a little meditation and we play your heart music. So would you please share your YouTube channel with us? Oh, sure. Gosh, I don't know what it is right off the top of my head, but can we put it a link on my page? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. So this is amazing, first of all. I mean, the fact that I've got somebody helping the music industry that has a holistic background who is here to you know really serve the people that want you know, bigger things in their life. They want to follow their dreams. They want to, you know, they have a spiritual side. All those things that we think can't be monetized. So if somebody out there is listening and they want to get back to music, they have this gnawing desire to to see if they can even create, like you were saying, it's such a perfect way to explain it, is having these multiple streams of income so that you can make money at music. Maybe it's not performing all over the world, but there's so many ways. I mean, I know you have an amazing app that you have your music on. Will you share a little bit about getting the app that you have? Yes, I have an app that's available on my website, and there's also downloads available. 
I guess I have three CDs. I think they're all up there now. My first CD won a Big Island Music Award. Thanks them very much from, from Hawaii for New Age Music. And then that the first CD, which is called Seasons of the Soul, was also featured on National Public Radio, Hearts of Space, and Hawaii Public Radio. So I've been very, very blessed to have some nice exposure there. But yeah, people can come to my website and get downloads there. What is your website address? My website is my name. It's simply my name at simber.com, C-Y-M as in Mary, B as in boy, E-R.com. And I would love it if uh, there are people out there who are thinking about returning to music to drop by my uh, website and pick up your free returning to music toolkit. It includes a lot of the things that I've talked about today and will give you a leg up. There's a free report. There's a meditation. Actually, it's a really great, oh, my God, this is such a great meditation. I did this meditation with Stuart Blackburn, who is uh, in Hawaii. He is a retired chocolatier, and now he is the shaman of pleasure. This guy teaches people how to relax and come into their bodies. And so we did this guided meditation together where we take people through the process of eating a beautiful piece of chocolate. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love it. It is so much fun. So come and get the Doorway to Chocolate, guided meditation, and and some other really cool tools. And we'll help you get started. Awesome. This is amazing. I'm so honored to have the pleasure of working together. I'm so happy to have you on the speaker series. You have already touched my life in so many ways, and I know it's just the beginning of touching thousands and thousands of musicians out there. So thank you so much, Simba, for being who you are and sharing your gifts with the world. I'm just so pleased to know you. Oh, thank you, Angel. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to share my work with a lot of folks, and I'm looking forward to meeting them. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Simber. And if there's anything, is there anything that I didn't ask that you wish that I did before we sign off today? Um, just, I just wanted to just give my website address one more time so that people can come by. It's my name, Simber.com, C-Y-M-B-E-R.com. And uh, come by and pick up your Return to Musical Confidence Toolkit. I'd love to help you get started. Awesome, Simber. We'll have a re- wonderful rest of the day, and we'll be in touch soon. All right. Thank you, Angel. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye.